well, hello everyone. <laughs> nice to see you. It's Liv, and I am back for a, is it a two-week or a three-week break? I think it's a two-episode break, but it's been three weeks. So hi. I'm sorry, I didn't even tell you that I was going to be taking a break, but in my defense, I didn't know that I was going to be taking a break. So the first week, <laughs> I was supposed to record a podcast episode on uh, Saturday. Saturday. Whoa, my voice just got out. And... But it was the first weekend that my sister was not working at her other job that she had. She worked at a nightclub and she worked until like 3 a.m. the whole weekend. And so on weekends, I never really got to see her or we never really got to do anything because she basically just had to sleep and rest all day so that she could go to work at like 10 p.m. The next night and then stay there till three and then sleep the whole day. You know how it is. So... um they apparently they're like moving or they shut down the nightclub for the summer. And so she's not working there this summer. And that weekend was the first weekend that she wasn't working. And so we decided to go and do fun stuff all weekend. So what did we even do? I'm trying to think. <laughs> I think we ended up like going on a hike. And then the next day we went on a little adventure. Um, we went to Ikea and then we went to a coffee shop and then we played with uh, Willa outside, our, my dog. And then what else did we do? Oh, we went to a plant store. Anyway, we were just out and about all day and it was the most beautiful day. It was like the start of the nice weather that we had these last few weeks. So it was like so warm and we just had the best day. And then we had a barbecue at night and it was just awesome. And then Sunday rolled around and we had another really awesome hot sunny day outside. We went for a swim and then Monday morning rolled around and I was like, oh, I completely forgot to upload a podcast episode. So I was like, no big deal. I'll just take a week break and I'll do it next week. So then last weekend rolled around and uh, well, yeah, this one that just passed because it's Monday when I'm recording this. So this past weekend just rolled around and again, I, we were just living life, honestly. Like I just, I was just having too much fun. There's been a lot that has happened these last few weeks and I'll get into it. I also do have a topic that I'm going to be talking about in this episode, but I did want to just kind of talk because right now I feel like a new person <laughs> uh, and you're going to roll your eyes when I tell you why. So here it is. I read this book <laughs> Like how many people are like, I'm a changed human after I read this cool new book. Anyway, uh, I read this book. It is called Living Dangerously by Osho. And guys, I just, I don't know. I have a whole new outlook on life and it's not a lazy outlook. I know it seems like that because I really slacked off on the podcast, but I have actually been really busy. I have been working on a new website. So I'm completely updating the look of my website to add in some new cool features and new things that I'm so excited about. And then I came out with not one, but two new series on YouTube. So I have the coffee shop series and the deli series and the coffee shop series is drink and food or sorry, drink and treat pairings. So like a coffee and a sweet treat. And then the deli series is a main and side pairing. So I have um, a couple coffee shop series episodes out now. And then for the deli series, I did a Monte Cristo sandwich with homemade vegan ham. I know, crazy. And split pea soup. So 
There's lots of new content on YouTube. If you don't follow me on YouTube, you should because these new series are just like they are kind of my fun project, like new project series. They're all kind of more stylized and more like artfully filmed, I would say. And the focus is just on creating a really, really beautiful visual and then putting some really soothing, amazing music with it and just having it be like an overall kind of cozy experience to watch these videos. Oh, also the other night I went to Lunenburg, which is this little fishing village in Nova Scotia, about an hour away from Halifax. And I went to this store called Lunenburg Bound Books and I did a little book event. And I'm not kidding. This was like the best book event I've done so far. I've been to Toronto. I've done a bunch of signings in Toronto and a bunch of them here. And I kid you not, this one in this small town in Lunenburg was the absolute best. Everyone I would say was over the age of about... 40 but there were so many like engaged people and so many vegans there and they just asked so many amazing questions and they were so into it and they were so lovely and they bought out all the books in the whole store and everybody had wine and I brought some food and just like had the best chats but yeah so that's what I've been busy with in my work life and then in my personal life I have just been like (laughs) living life I don't really even know how to describe it I feel like when the summer rolls around, there's just so many more opportunities here to just like be in the moment and do spontaneous things and do the most fun things. So um, Jasmine and Chris, who are, you can find them at Sweet Simple Vegan and Conscious Chris on Instagram. They came here on a cruise and we met up with them and we went to a beer garden and then we went for gelato and we took them to the weed store here because weed is legal here in Canada and they have like really cool weed stores here. It actually, it kind of looks like the Apple store, but it's like all weed. Uh, so we took them to that and they were just like, what the heck? Like, this is so crazy. Greg and I just one night randomly went out to this like fancy Italian restaurant and kind of like dressed up. And I put on this hat that I have that (laughs) makes me think of Italy. And we just like went and sat on the patio and spent way too much money, honestly. And we just like whined and dined and everybody was in the best mood because it was so nice out and the sun was setting And what else have I been doing? I've been going in the lake. We're trying to teach Willa how to swim. And something else that I've been doing is reading a lot. So I blasted through this Osho book. I think it's like 228 pages and I read it in two days. It was just like, I just really committed myself to finishing this book because one night on a whim, Greg and my sister Bridget and I, we just went to Indigo, um, which is the bookstore here. (laughs) It was like just a rainy evening in June. I don't know. So random. It was like a Monday night and we went at like 9 p.m. (laughs) We were all in a really, really giddy mood and we just laughed the whole time and we all bought a bunch of books that we were like, we're probably never going to read these, but let's just buy this random assortment of books. And turns out we're all actually reading them. We've all just like gotten through a lot of our books already. The one that has stuck with me is this Living Dangerously by Osho. So I'm not going to lie. This book is pretty what would you call it controversial I guess uh it's actually it's not that he wrote it it's like this publishing company put together a bunch of his talks I guess into a book um there's also some other things in here that are a little bit questionable 
But if you don't, you know, you don't have, you can take what serves you and then leave what doesn't, <laughs> I guess is what I'm trying to say. But I really, really liked a lot of parts of, in this book and it kind of just changed my outlook. I don't know why, because it wasn't any sort of revolutionary information that I haven't heard a million times before, but just the way that it was written in this book, I don't know, it just changed things for me. Um, so I kind of just want to talk about what it is that I'm talking about right now because you guys are probably like, okay, are you just going to get to the point? Okay, so there is kind of like two main things that I took from this book. One of them is that life is not like a series of like big things that you have to chase. Life is basically made up of all the small moments that most people just take for granted or just do on autopilot and don't really like fully live in. And then the reason why everyone's like, wow, life goes by so fast. It's like, because they're not paying attention to all the little things. The little things are the big things when you look back on it. It's I feel like a lot of people are kind of like, okay, I go to university and then I get married and I get a dog and I have kids and I buy a house and, you know, blah, 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 grandkids, and then your life is over. And they picture life as kind of like these big steps. So yeah, I think I'll just read this because I feel like I'm butchering this. <laughs> there is nothing more holy than life, nothing more divine than life. And life does not consist of big things. They tell you, do big things, something great, something that your name will be remembered for afterwards. Do something great. And of course, it appeals to the ego. I want to tell you, there is nothing big, nothing great. Life consists of very small things. So if you become interested in so-called big things, you will be missing life. Life consists of sipping a cup of tea, of gossiping with a friend, going for a morning walk, not going anywhere in particular, just for a walk, no goal, no end, from any point you can turn back. Cooking food for someone you love, cooking food for yourself because you love your body too, washing your clothes, cleaning the floor, watering the garden, these very small things, saying hello to a stranger, which was not needed at all because there was no question of any business with the stranger. The man who can say hello to a stranger can also say hello to a flower, can also say hello to the tree, can sing a song to the birds. They sing every day, and you have not bothered at all that someday you should return the call. Just small things, very small things. I don't know. I just loved that. And then the other part that he talked about in this book that kind of really hit me was when he talks about death. I think I definitely fall into the category of people who are afraid of death or I guess afraid of the unknown. I absolutely love the way that he talked about death in this book. It really, really put things into perspective for me. Like I've always, you know, when people say live every day like it's your last or live every day to the fullest, I feel I always felt like that was very easy for people to say, but I didn't know how to actually do it. How do you, you know, go about your daily life living every day if it's your last? It's not really feasible. But the way that he talks about it, I thought was really beautiful. So I'm going to read it. He said, one man was asking me. He was one of the richest men of India. We were walking in his big garden and he asked me, I always wanted to ask you what happens after death. I said, are you alive or not? He said, what kind of question is this? I am alive. I said, you are alive. Do you know what life is? He said, that I cannot answer. Honestly, I don't know. I said, you are alive and you don't even know what life is. How can you know death when you are not dead yet? So wait, while you are alive, try to know life. 
and soon you will be dead. Then in your grave, you can contemplate about death. Nobody will be bothering you. But why are you concerned what happens after death? Why are you not concerned what happens before death? That should be the real concern. When death comes, we will face it. We will see it. We will see what it is. I am not dead, so how can I say? You will have to ask somebody who is dead what happens. I am alive. I can tell you what life is. You have to come closer to yourself to know it. Perhaps you are standing too far away from yourself. Your concerns have taken you too far away. You have to come back home. (sighs) Yeah, I don't know. Just the way that he put that and the way that he talks about it in such simple terms, like it's almost as you know, when you're scared of death and you're thinking about death or you're, you know, worried about something, whatever it is, it's taking you out of that present moment and it's taking away your life. And so you're still getting closer and closer to death, but you're also being taken away from the present moment. So you're also have your life taken away while you're going through it. And there's also that saying that's like, if you worry about something, you suffer twice. That just kind of all summed it up for me and it clicked in my head and I was like, whoa. And so now I don't know, I'm just being so present in everything and taking every opportunity and just really fully trying to know life. And it just made everything so simple for me. So I think this is actually a good way to lead into what I wanted to talk about today. That was a really, really long winded intro. Whoa. But yeah, let's get into kind of the main topic of this podcast. Because when I posted a little story on my Instagram asking people for podcast topics, there was a lot of people who asked, it's kind of like under one category, but there was kind of two main things. So um, it was kind of like how to find your passion. And then some other questions were like, how to deal with this pressure of feeling like you have to find your passion. So I feel like those are both kind of similar. And that's why I wanted to talk about finding your passion today and the pressure to find a passion because that's just a really hot topic right now. I feel like everyone's talking about that. So I'm not going to bullshit this at all. Whenever I see questions or comments on Instagram of people saying, how do I find my passion or what do I do? I don't know what I'm interested in. I feel this pressure to find my passion. I always think of two things. There are these two burning questions that I have when I read stuff like that. And I am not blaming the people who ask this at all. Like it's a very good question to ask how to find your passion and what to do about the pressure that you feel. But I think a lot of people are kind of missing the point here. And I have two questions for you. Why do you feel pressure to find a passion? Why do any of us feel this pressure right now to find our passion? I think a good place to start is social media, seeing all these people who are living fabulous lives and carrying out their quote unquote passion or people who have turned their you know, hobby into their job, turn their passion into their career. There's all of these stories and it's like the new cool thing to do, to do what you love and the money will follow, right? That's what everyone says. Um, and I, that's not necessarily untrue. I actually do believe that, but I want to know why there is this pressure. Like <laughs> what, who cares? You know, like why is there this pressure to find your passion? What is the rush Why do you need to find it right now? Why are you putting pressure on yourself to find it? When you really think about it, like Osho says, life is just made up of all these small things. It's not these big things. So why are you turning finding your passion into this big thing that you have to figure out right now? You know, like it's just 
That's just you completely imposing this big problem on yourself. That's not even a problem. Like there's no contract when you're born. It's not like there's this set of rules that's like, okay, so you have to learn to walk. You have to, you know, learn to drive and you have to find your passion. I think people feel this pressure to find a passion because they see other people living these amazing lives, doing their passions, or they see other people really interested in things. Uh, Comparison is the thief of joy. So comparing yourself to people who have found their passion or who talk about their passion a lot is obviously going to make you feel pretty shitty and it's going to make you feel like you have to do that. So I just want you to think about who's putting the pressure on you. Is it someone, is it your parents telling you to do it? Is it the internet telling you to do it? Is it yourself who's pressuring you to find something that you want to do and stick with it? So that's my first question. My second question is, why the heck is it so hard for us to find what we're interested in? Like, why is there a struggle to find a passion at all? Shouldn't it be easy? Shouldn't we just you know, try a bunch of things until we find one that sticks. I think when people say, how do I find my passion? Most people will give you the answer like, oh, just, you know, try a lot of new things, say yes to new experiences, be open to, you know, being interested in something that you might not have thought before. But I think anybody who's asking how to find a passion, you already know that, like you already know the answer of how to find your passion. It's you try new things until you find something that you like. But I think what is holding people back so much from finding their passion, quote unquote, their passion, (laughs) I'm turning the word like passion into this big concept, but basically like what is holding people back from living their life and trying out new things and trying new experiences? Well, I think it's a couple things. I think first of all, it is distraction. I think we are so distracted with social media in particular. Like think about how many times you scroll a social media site in the day, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest. So imagine if you took that amount of time every single day that you weren't distracted by social media and you put that to words, trying new things. I guarantee you would probably find your quote unquote passion in like a couple weeks. (laughs) You're laying on your bed on a Sunday afternoon and it's like, oh, I could you know, go for a walk or go try a new fitness class or go learn pottery or Google how to garden. But instead you are just laying there on your phone, scrolling away. That kind of level of distraction is just so prevalent. And I've been through that. I've done that. Uh, And I think that that is a huge reason why a lot of people just aren't getting out there and aren't putting themselves out there. I think another thing is there are so many times in life when there might be opportunities that come up for you to try something new or be exposed to something new and you say no to it because you are fearful. And I am personally speaking from experience here. There are so many times that things come up that it's like, who knows, this could have opened a whole new door. This could have completely changed my life. But I was a little anxious. I didn't really want to. I was kind of scared. So I said no. So fear is a huge, huge, huge one to overcome. Don't be afraid to just try out everything and know that your passion is probably going to be something that is quite specific that you're going to just kind of discover while you're living your life, essentially. (laughs) A lot of people discover that they have a passion for traveling, but how are you going to do that if you never travel? How are you going to find out what you like if you never 
leave your bed or leave your house or leave your comfort zone to start exploring the world and finding a passion. Things aren't going to come to you in life. I've learned that you really just have to get up off your butt and go experience it. And even just getting out of your house on a Sunday afternoon when normally you would be laying in bed scrolling your phone, I promise your life is going to start to change because you're starting to change your reality and you're starting to change what you're exposed to. I really do wonder why there is this pressure to find your passion. Like there shouldn't be a pressure. I mean, if you want to find some new interests or if you want to find your passion, then that's great. But I really don't think there should be any sort of pressure from any sort of external source whatsoever because it's not necessary to live your life. It's not necessary to, you know, uh, survive. It makes life a ton more exciting and a ton more interesting and gives you something to live for, but you're not going to spontaneously combust if you don't find a passion (laughs) is what I'm getting at. So my mouth is really dry because I just talked for a long time and I haven't had enough water today. So I think I'm going to wrap it up here. But I just wanted to say thank you guys for sticking with me. If you are back after the little three-week hiatus and you're excited about a new episode, thank you. I have gotten so many messages from people being like, "Uh, where is the podcast? Um, Is it not happening? Are you okay? Like, I look forward to these episodes, just wondering where it is. And I'm really sorry. Honestly, I am. I really, really, really love doing this podcast and... I kind of just got caught up in living life and doing too many spontaneous things that I couldn't sit down and record, but I am back. Um, If I ever end up taking a little break from the podcast, just know that I will be back with an update at some point. I won't just leave you hanging forever, but I don't know. Sometimes life just life just happens and you got to roll with it. So I hope that this episode was somewhat interesting to you guys. (laughs) I just got back from the lake before I started recording this and my hair is all wet and I'm a little chilly. So I'm all bundled up in my blanket. Also, we switched our bedroom and our office. So our office used to be in the big bedroom and our bedroom used to be in the little bedroom and we switched them. So now we have like a really cozy, small little office and the podcast area is like all cozy in the corner. And now our bedroom is in the big room and we have all this room. We have like our bed and our dresser and then Willa's bed. She finally has room for her bed to be like out in the middle of the room. So it's not all cramped up in a corner. And, uh, we have like this little like clothing rack area with our mirror. It's like a little, almost like a walk-in closet. It's so cool. Uh, I don't know why we didn't do that before, but now the podcast room is so cozy. I've got these little string lights up and these like long flowy white curtains that kind of blow in the breeze. And it's just so beautiful in here. So I had a lot of fun recording this episode for you guys, and I really hope you enjoyed it. If you have any sort of like requests or questions or comments or anything, you can send me a message on Instagram. If you like this episode or if you're enjoying the podcast, I would absolutely love if you could leave a rating and review on iTunes. I am so grateful for all the people who have already left reviews and I read them all the time. I absolutely love reading them because you guys are so sweet, honestly. Like the stuff you write in those reviews just warms my heart and makes my day every time. So I love you all so much. I hope you're having an amazing day wherever in the world you are. That's everything for this week. I really, really love you guys and I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye.